0: Hi again, everybody. Steve Hallstrom filling in for Chris Berg tonight on Point of View. Can you believe we're already halfway through the year? Six months from today, we'll just be waking up right about now after staying up way too late and having way too much fun ringing in the new year. Tonight, we're going to talk about some issues facing the FM West Fargo area, starting with crime. Our population is up. Our crime is up. No big surprises there, but what are some of the stories behind the headlines as we transition into the second half of the year? Joining us in studio tonight, Fargo Police Chief David Todd and Moorhead PD Chief Shannon Monroe. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for having us, Steve. Thank you. Guys, I'll uh, start with by asking you, Shannon, uh, Dave's uh, report for 2018 crime report came out uh, a couple months ago and uh, yours came out late last week. Tell us a little bit about some of the major trends you saw as you took a look at the numbers from 2018.
1: Well, uh, well, you probably have heard there's reports that crime was up 13% from 17 into 18. And uh, I'd like to stress that really there's, there's some fluctuations, but you have to dig a little deeper into those numbers. And an example is in arson, we went from 0 to 2 from 17 to 18. So I have one, one category that goes up 200% and that can have quite an effect on your bottom line for the crime rate, so when you look across the board, we've remained pretty much steady.
0: I did see that your larceny, your theft numbers are up pretty big. Mm-hmm. Some of the major crimes, the, the, the big things that might make headlines, those were down pretty good, but then you had a few of those things that tick the numbers up again. Take a look at, if you would, assess some of the major and the minor, if there is such a thing in fractions, of what the numbers look like there.
1: Well, we're very happy we didn't have any homicides in 2018. Um, so that was down. Uh, I already mentioned arson was, was up significantly, but it was from zero to two. Uh, our rape cases, our sexual assault cases were down pretty significantly. Um, and then on the other side, some things that were up, you mentioned larceny, um, some other small theft, kind of burglary type cases. And then going a little deeper just into the calls for service, uh, mental health continues to be a category that um, is climbing every, every month, every year it seems.
0: Dave, you put the wraps on your report here a short time ago too. What what were some of your findings in the city of Fargo? Uh,
2: We're at 3% increase in crime uh, in 2018 compared to 2017. And uh, certainly we have some of our more serious crimes, what we call our part one crimes, which are uh, usually our felony level crimes. And we had an unusual number of homicides last year. We had six. And usually we average around two to three. AND SO THAT WAS uh, CERTAINLY uh, SIGNIFICANT TO US. Uh, BUT I WOULD SAY THAT FOR THE MOST PART IT'S our, OUR PROPERTY CRIMES THAT KIND OF DRIVE THINGS FOR US. AND WE REALLY THINK THAT A LOT OF THAT PROPERTY CRIME IS DRIVEN BY ADDICTION. Mm-hmm. SO WHETHER IT'S uh, ADDICTION TO METH OR TO OPIOIDS, that we, WE THINK THAT'S DRIVING A LOT OF BEHAVIOR.
0: DAVE, YOU'VE BEEN ON THE JOB ON THE POLICE FORCE HERE IN FARGO FOR A NUMBER OF YEARS NOW. Yep. Uh, two or three years, I think, maybe a couple more <laughs> of that. Uh, you've seen things change yeah. over time. More than two decades doing work in the PD. Uh, have. How have how has life in Fargo changed for a law enforcement officer? Well, it's changed a lot. I've been here uh, thirty-two, almost thirty-two the years 32. now. Thirty-two. Okay.
2: And, and you know, law enforcement when I first started was somewhat simplistic. You worked a beat, and it was a different beat every day or every night, and so you were putting band-aids on problems. You weren't solving them long-term. So when we adopted community-oriented policing, we we stationed ourselves in one beat for at least a year at a time, and you start to develop relationships, and then you use relationships to to solve those problems longer term. Then we shifted uh, not only doing that, but to Comstat using data to direct our efforts on how we uh, solve crime and, and allocate our resources. And now we've added intelligence, intelligence-led policing, where we're developing intelligence on who's committing our crimes, and then going after those individuals who are committing our crimes.
0: So we're incorporating all three philosophies. Shannon, you've been on the job now as the chief for a few months now, after uh, being uh, moving into that position from uh, one of the team members now to the team leader. How has the transition gone for you?
1: Well, on the way in here today, I asked Dave why he didn't warn me sooner about. Uh, no, uh, p- pretty good. Um, as Dave knows too, when you when you take the job from an inside position, that means everybody beneath you has to move up and everybody has to get used to what their new, new uh, duties are going to be. So it takes a little time for everybody to adjust and to learn, myself included, um, and then you know, getting hired up to staff. One of our big issues was uh, we were as many as 22 officers short between 16 and 2017. So when you're in a hole that far, um, then it takes a while to get hired out of it. And we've we've reached full staff, um, but now we have a lot of very young officers and with very young staff, I mean, there's a learning curve there as well. And uh, we've got a very good training program and some good supervisors and things are coming along pretty
0: good. Dave how do you assess your hiring matrix with uh, we know there are more things going on is it is it as simple as to say we've got X amount of crime that we didn't have last year so we need X amount of people more than we had last year?
2: You know uh, what we do primarily is uh, we look at what our population is and we want to have a certain number of officers per thousand population. So when I first took over as chief we're at 1.29 officers per thousand which is pretty low for the midwest and we've been slowly trying to work our way up to 1.5 officers and we're almost there but we and we're continuing to grow with the city one of the things i did was put a strategic plan together for our our commission and to show how we needed to grow with the city and and they've been great about adopting that plan and keeping up with it
0: shannon how about a moorhead do you feel like your hiring pace is keeping up with the need for people on the street and behind the scenes as well You know, our council has been very supportive.
1: Um, When I took over the job, I was asked that question many times, and do I need more staff? And I said, you know, until we're at full staff, I really can't answer that question. I would like to see um, how things are running when we get hired up to full staff. Now we are, um, and there will be some requests coming here in the future for trying to add staff, doing just like what Dave says, as the city grows, WE SHOULD, AS WELL AS ALL THE DEPARTMENTS IN THE CITY, YOU KNOW, THEY ALL NEED TO KIND OF GROW AT A RATE THAT KEEPS UP WITH THE POPULATION.
0: DAVE, YOU'VE BEEN IN THIS GAME FOR A WHILE HERE, YOU'VE SEEN THE TRENDS AND THE CHANGE. IS, is MOORHEAD, do, DO YOU SENSE THAT MOORHEAD DEALS WITH THE SAME KIND OF THINGS as FARGO, SAME KIND OF THINGS oh, AS yes. WEST FARGO OR IS yeah. IT a DIFFERENT DEPENDING ON WHAT COMMUNITY YOU'RE no, IN?
2: NO, WE'RE ALL CONNECTED AND, and our, OUR
0: CRIMINAL ELEMENT DRIFTS
2: uh, FROM WEST FARGO TO FARGO TO MOORHEAD AND BACK AND FORTH and so that's why it's really important for us to partner in our in our efforts which we do through uh, our dispatch center through our SWAT team and negotiator team and bomb team through uh, some of the things that we do together in narcotics our street crimes unit is a multi-jurisdictional team so
0: we, we recognize that we need to work together to solve this as, as a whole for our community shannon what keeps you up at night as you think about your city and the job that you do i worry about um... the people you turn out there on the street.
1: Um, it's you something... mean release from custody back to society? I'm sorry, no. My shifts that you, your I, people. I, I put out there, sure. I worry about them. Um, kind of like the feeling you first have when you first become a parent and you have um, people that you're supposed to take care of, you know, and then you become a, a sergeant, a supervisor and you worry about the people that work for you and then when you're the chief you ultimately worry about those people that are out there. Um, I'm sorry. Well, no. D- Dave lost uh, an officer in the line of duty, and um, I-, I never want to experience that. As close as I was to that incident, um, I can't imagine going through that. So that that's one of my biggest worries. You know, obviously, the community itself is as well. Um, mm-hmm. We don't want any of those major incidents to happen in our city, but. Uh, Those are the main things I think that kind of keep you up at night.
0: Yeah, Dave, you've seen that uh, firsthand. Is that ever? Uh, Is there a day that goes by when you don't think about Jason? No, no.
1: You know,
2: I I have my daily reminder of Jason that I wear every day. But um, I, you know, I swear in usually up to 20 officers a year, and when I swear them in, their families are there to pin their badge on, and it's not uncommon for a parent to say, you know, don't let anything happen to my son or daughter, and. SO YOU FEEL A HUGE RESPONSIBILITY as, AS THE COMMAND OFFICER IN CHARGE OF THEM. Um, I, WE DO WHAT WE CAN DO. WE PROVIDE THEM THE BEST, uh, best TRAINING POSSIBLE, THE BEST EQUIPMENT. Um, WE TRY TO PROVIDE THE BEST PAY AND BENEFITS FOR THEM TO REWARD THEM FOR WHAT
0: THEY'RE DOING AND ENCOURAGE THEM, BUT THERE IS RISK TO THIS JOB. Mm. MENTAL HEALTH IS AN ISSUE THAT I THINK I'VE TALKED TO EACH OF YOU AND Ch- CHIEF YONKE FROM WEST FARGO ABOUT AS WELL. Uh, I just saw a note this morning, Generation Z, the younger half, ages up to 24. The increase in suicide is up 50% over the last decade or so. Um, Shannon, you see this, I'm sure you get the calls like I know Dave does as well. Uh, Tell me about how you equip your team for that and what goes into that. that, that's not like, hey, you're breaking the law, come with me. That's someone sitting on the other end of the phone with a gun pointed at their head and, and your, your people have to talk them through it. What's it like to be a law enforcement officer in this day and age, in this community when mental health issues are so pro, uh, predominant?
1: Uh, well, they're very time consuming, very resource consuming um, because you can't just send one officer to those kind of calls. Um, usually it's multiple officers. If weapons are involved, it, it can get even bigger than that, of course. Um, our officers are trained in CIT, it's crisis intervention training, um, and we shoot for the entire department, uh, to be trained in that. Not all of them are yet at this point. Uh, however, uh, it helps them with de-escalation, with recognizing, um, the crisis that the person is going through and trying to kind of cut through all of, all of the, uh, um, stress that's going on with those calls and hopefully resolve the situation peacefully.
0: Dave, what does our community need to know, those that don't see the the, the darker side of things like you and your men and women do? Well,
2: I think the the community needs to know the the size of the problem. Um, Example, last year we answered over 1,300 suicidal persons calls last year. And so it's a significant issue out there. And you're right, there are a lot of mental health issues that we're dealing with, and, and Shannon touched on that, and we, we provide the training for our officers. But what I think what the community could help us with is if they suspect something or they see something or they hear something that causes them concern about somebody's welfare that they should call us. They should never, they should never say, I didn't want to bother you. It, it, you're not bothering us that's our job we'd rather go check on the problem
0: guys we could fill a two-hour show could, very easily absolutely. and uh, we're out of time but thank you for coming by thank you for the work that you and your men and women do for keeping our community safe appreciate you very much God bless and take care thanks Steve thank Fargo you. police chief Dave Todd Morehead police chief Shannon Monroe here on point of view when we come back we'll find out how the business community is faring at the midway point of 2019 Craig Whitney president and CEO of the FM West Fargo chamber when we come back on point of view Welcome back to Point of View. Steve Hallstrom in for Chris Berg tonight. One of the stories that I am fascinated with is how this area's business community continues to grow. No matter where you look in the metro, there's construction, development, expansion, and growth. I happen to be a business owner myself and Scott Hennon own a couple of radio stations and a public relations shop. And as I see the local landscape and the national scene, the Trump economy has been a butt kicker. No two ways about it. Here in the metro, property developers are making big bets on big buildings. The Block E in Moorhead, the Block 9 in Fargo, West Fargo, Long Veterans Avenue has been exploding all the way from 52nd Avenue up north to Maine. There are more job openings than workers and local groups are coming together to solve the workforce problem. Craig Whitney is the CEO and president of the Chamber of Fargo-Moorhead, West Fargo. Craig, good to see you, my friend. Thanks good to be for here. Thank,
3: thanks for asking me, Steve. So
0: good there there are a lot of jobs <laughs> open right now in the metro area, and uh, there's a lot of opportunity uh, for a lot of folks. Give us a state of affairs with workforce and the economy here locally right now.
3: Well, I'll tell you what. what's interesting is I just discovered today that the figure that we have been using up until just very recently has been that there's been 4,500 open jobs just in the in the Fargo-Moorhead-West Fargo, Moorhead, West Fargo uh, area, mm-hmm. and I see that that's now down to about 3,000. Okay. So that is encouraging to, to uh, some extent, but you know we're in a very interesting situation that I think a lot of communities maybe aren't experiencing. And that is, uh, you made reference to it. We have very low un- unemployment right now. It's 2.1. Uh, it has been, it's the lowest in the state. It has been, uh, the lowest in, uh, in the country for quite some time. I don't know if it still is, but yet we still have this growth that you referred to. So we hear about companies and businesses that are having trouble getting the employees they need. And yet it isn't slowing down the growth, the expansion and, you know, companies moving here and, uh, you know, tackling that issue, you know, head on. Mm. And, you know, we have always looked at that issue as, you know, uh, obviously we're very much uh, free market. We're in favor of competition. You know, we, we don't, we have not supported this government mandated hourly wages. We feel that that should be up to businesses and they, uh, they will have to do what they need to do to compete. Mm. And I think for the most part that's happening. The companies
0: that have been able to find workers, Craig, and fill their um, openings, what is it that they are doing that maybe those that are struggling are not?
3: Well, you know, what's interesting before I answer that is it's been probably about six years ago that we partnered with the EDC, the United Way, uh, CVB, and the Fargo-Moorhead Area Foundation. We did a very comprehensive deep dive Uh, workforce study. And we really didn't find anything unusual or anything we didn't know, but what we wanted was to confirm that our thought process was correct. And at that point, it affected all of the business sectors from not only the hourly, restaurant, hotel, the service industry, but engineering, doctors, nurses, manufacturing, every part of it. And so I think that, that particularly in back to your question in the service industry, what we are finding and what people that, you know, for instance, frequently go out to restaurants find is that there is that competition that I'm referring to. And sometimes we're hearing of employees that are leaving one establishment to go to the other for what seems to be a you know, a pretty low difference in in what they're getting, you know, their hourly wages. So, but I think that is going on a lot, uh, particularly in the service industry. You can't help but drive up and down the street, whether it's McDonald's or welding and see a $1,000, $3,000 signing bonus. So I think companies are dealing with it. Um, It is a, it still remains a problem. Don't get me wrong. It's a challenge that we have but as long as we continue to grow as a community and and uh, grow our businesses and expand our businesses, it's a good problem to have.
0: Nationwide, we've got a string now of 121 consecutive months of economic growth, it's the longest streak in history. Here locally, at least on the Fargo, West Fargo side, the business climate with the state, low taxes is good, People I talk to in the business community are still very bullish on the future, even though we hear some of the Wall Street economists and the talking head saying, oh, I think it's starting to feel really uncertain. I don't sense that uncertainty here locally. How about you?
3: I, I don't sense it at all. Uh, and I think if you, if you look at, what was it, eight, nine, 10 years ago when the national economy tanked, and I wasn't living in this market at the time, but from everything I heard, it really didn't affect the local economy here. And I think that's what we're gonna find if in fact the rest of the country experiences, you know, some challenges. I think we're just strong. We have a lot going for us. Uh, We have businesses that are committed to being here and to doing what it takes to being here. We have companies that are doing great things, whether you think of uh, a household staple like Microsoft, uh, Al is yeah. you know a company that other than locally people don't know about but what a tremendous amount of things uh, research that they're doing on on important issues
0: yeah and new businesses relocating here all the time. Craig, I wish we had more time thank you for coming great to see you again appreciate you the visit tonight Thank
3: you.